He said that Jesus Christ has risen And He is the open door Well, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Cajun Conservative, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, yes, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and we show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Hope you're having a good day, good week, wherever you're located. May God bless you, may God keep you, may God make his face shine upon you, amen, hallelujah. I uh, hope you're having a good day, as I said. Man, ladies and gentlemen, it's hot here in the state of Louisiana. It is hot. Uh, so if you live in the state of Louisiana, you know what I'm talking about. It is getting close to triple digits. And it's at the typical Louisiana uh, summer uh, is either raining every day because of the heat, or if it's not raining, it goes to the triple digits and it is hot. And I thank the Lord I work in a dumb truck and I have an AC because I pray for every one of you guys that are out there and ladies, of course, that, uh, like my brother that does landscape and boogie from brothers, just searching. He, um, he works in the sun. Uh, a lot of people work in the sun that I know. So I I'm praying for you today. Amen. If this is your first time listening to Cajun conservative, welcome to the Cajun conservative family. If you can, please hit the like button, the subscribe button, and the follow button on the platform you are listening on. If that's Apple, Google, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, Anchor, Amazon Music, go ahead and do that for me. If you can, that helps out more than you know. Also, go like my social media accounts, True Social, at The Cajun Conservative. You can also find me on Twitter, at The Cajun Show. And then you can find me on Facebook, at The Cajun Conservative. So, guys, listen, I want to talk about something that happened Sunday. And the left had for the past so many days from Sunday, which is four days, three days, four days from the time of this recording has really got their cassons in a bunch. You know, we, so we've been having a lot of talks about gun control in the nation of America right now. And we, we always talk and you hear the left. They're always talking about how can we take guns away and guns are evil. Guns are violent, but they don't look at the other side of it about people carrying guns with the recent shootings of Uvalde Highland and Buffalo. The, the, the narrative has been get guns off the streets. If you get guns off the streets, well, guess what? We're going to have a better society. We're going to love each other. We're not going to shoot each other. We're not going to hurt each other because guns is the, the, the main issue in America because that is the source of all violence. But there was a story that broke Sunday and I have the article here from the daily wire and I like the title of it. Good guy with a gun mass shooter shot in Indiana mall by armed civilian. So this happened on Sunday, which was the 17th of July. A mass shooter at the mall in Greenville, Indi- uh, Greenwood, Indiana, was shot dead on Sunday by an armed civilian after firing into a crowded food court, killing three and wounding two. According to Greenville Police Chief, uh, Chief Jim Ison, the, main, the man entered the mall with a rifle and several magazines and began firing into the crowd at the mall's food court. Police first responded to a shooting at about 6 p.m. The shooter was killed by a good guy with a gun, 
Authorities have identified as 22-year-old Mr. Dickerson, Elisha Dickerson. I hope I'm saying that right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the problem. Now, you might be saying, well, Isaac, isn't that a good thing? A man went into a mall, started shooting up the place, and a good guy with a gun came out and stopped him. Isn't that a good thing? Well, to us that are conservative and that's on the right, yes. This proves our point right here, ladies and gentlemen. And this is why the left has been upset the past week because of this incident. Because, see, this goes against their narrative. See, according to them, guns are bad. Guns are evil. You can't have a gun in America because as uh, Michael Moore wants to make a 28th Amendment where you do not have the right to bear arms, you have to have special privileges to go ahead and pick up a gun or have a gun in your possession for protection. You have to have special causes. But ladies and gentlemen, this throws this that throw this story right here throws it out. Now, I didn't hear it until Monday. That's just showing me that the mainstream media is not showing this article. Why? Because according to Fox News right here, let me go ahead and pull a gun control advocate stun man who allegedly shot Indiana mall shooter labeled as a good Samaritan. Listen to this. Critics are lashing out after a man carrying a pistol stopped a mass shooting at an Indiana shopping mall. Argued the man should not be called a good Samaritan. The term good Samaritan comes from the Bible passage of a man from Samaria who stopped on the side of the road to help a man who injured and ignore or, uh, was injured and ignored wrote CBS four traffic anchor, Justin Kohler on Twitter Monday. I cannot believe we live in a world where the term can equally apply to someone killing someone else. My God. Kohler's comments come, uh, come after the government opened fire at a suburbs, Indianapolis shopping mall on Sunday, killing three people before he was gunned down by a man, uh, by a man legally carrying a pistol on the Indiana's new constitutional carry law. According to the police, Reports on Monday found that the man who put a halt to the shooting was actually in violation of Greenwoods Park Mall policy, which bans carrying weapons in its facility. Greenwoods Mayor Mark Myers credited the man with saving several lives by killing the shooter, saying that they were grateful for his quick action and heroism. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. Just listen. This man is mad because we're calling this man a good Samaritan because he stopped, he stopped lives being lost. Unfortunately for the families that lost three loved ones and the two that are injured, hope for a speedy recovery. But listen to the, listen to the ideology of the left, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't a good Samaritan. He saved lives. And it shows their true colors. Look what they do with abortion. They are for incest and rape. Well, we're going to put those positions. You can have abortion if that happens. But all the abortions aside are, are going, wait, wait, whoa, hold on. That's the left's mentality, ladies and gentlemen. But the left, ladies and gentlemen, are, are, are saying that they shouldn't call this man a good Samaritan. I call him a hero because he saved lives under the Second Amendment, the constitutional law of Indianapolis. He had the right to carry that gun. And he protect lives. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we got some more stories. Um, 
So this is from Town Hall. Just listen to this. This is all. Now, I, I told the story, but this is all the left right here. Now, this isn't conservative media, but they, they're repeating what the left says. Gun control groups upset at good guy with a gun stopping mass shooter. Listen to this, ladies and listen to this article. Greenwood's police chief, Jim Eisen, has called the man who shot and killed a mass shooter of the Indiana Mall a hero. But gun control groups are upset with a regular citizen who stopped more bloodshed since it goes against their narrative. Shana Watts, founder of the Mom Demand Actions, tweeted multiple times about the armed civilian who was forced to open fire in a crowded food court and how these guns battle are a uh, fortune not a uh, these battle, these battles are fortune, uh, future, not a bug. Listen to this. Listen to her tweets. The U.S. Senator praised armed civilian who forced to open fire in gun in crowded food courts after a law, Lex gun law. The Senate supposedly enabled a citizen to access weapons of war, which he used to kill three people and wound three others. These gun battles are fortune, not a bug. Uh, sadly, the takeaway by most, in this is from the same lady, Shannon Watts. Sadly, the takeaway by most Indiana Republicans from this senseless preventative shooting targeting in Greenwood won't be that we should do more to keep assault weapons away from mass shooters and out of the mall, but that we should arm more shoppers. Well, that's the only thing she said, right? And she said it to be like, say, hey, that's different. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, so let's marry. I like imagining scenarios for a second. Imagine this man was not in that mall. Imagine, just, just imagine, ladies and gentlemen, just imagine that Mr. Dickens was not in that mall. And that man, which we found out now that he was in a restroom planning the attack. And he got, he, he imagined if Mr. Dickinson was not in the mall with his sidearm. Now look, the law said, it. hey, he did break the law because the mall is supposed to be a gun free zone and look i can tell you right up there that's what that mass shooter was thinking about he wasn't thinking well well you know somebody might have a gun no he saw the no firearms and he said this is an easy target see people are not going to carry their guns into the mall no god forbid that happened so he went in there intending to kill people so just imagine mr dickerson was not there and guess what he would have killed 20 30, 40 people. You would have heard these, these same leftist people. How we need to get guns out the street. How we need to stop assault weapons. How? Now, unfortunately, three people died, but that was all. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this goes against their narrative. Hey, take the guns off the street. No more mass shootings. This was done in a gun-free zone. And this person still killed three people. Until this individual, Mr. Dickerson... Pulled out his firearm and shot him. Now, this also goes against the narrative. I'm, I'm going against a lot of narratives of the left right here. This young man was highly trained to use a firearm. It, don't, don't you remember the other day when the mayor, no, the, the governor of New York, uh, I'm going to call her Hatchison, um, the governor of New York when they asked her this question what well, wouldn't people feel more safe with guns on the street and she goes no people you gotta realize you're gonna be like why they're gonna be like in tombstone they're gonna they're gonna shoot up the whole place they're gonna they're somebody gonna get mad they're gonna shoot 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 they, it, it made me feel like she was calling conservatives and gun owners ignorant of using a firearm 
This goes against her narrative right here. Why? Because listen to Breitbart's article that came out, I believe today, yesterday, the 19th. So listen to how she said, please, 22-year-old Mr. Dickerson, neutralize mass shooter 15 seconds into attack. Wait, what? This man had his key, kept his calm. Pulled out his gun and neutralized the guy in 15 seconds. The police didn't even have time to get in there. Think about this. Greenwood Police Chief Jim Eisen corrected the record on Tuesday by noting that the 22-year-old Mr. Dickerson opened fire on the Indiana Mall shooter and neutralized him just in 15 seconds. Eisen said the surveillance village show the mass shooter exiting the restroom at 5.56.48 p.m. He was neutralized. At 5.57.03. Breitbart News reported that Dickinson was able to carry a gun for self-defense because of Indiana's new constitution carry provision. 25 states have constitution carriers and it names all the states. Unfortunately, Louisiana is not one of them. So ladies and gentlemen, this man within 15 seconds took out a mass shooter. 15 seconds. Why? Because he was calm. He was well-trained. And this shows that if you are calm and well-trained and you know how to operate your firearm, you're going to go ahead. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to go ahead and take out threats because you know what you're doing. But this, does, this doesn't stop the left. Now, this article was written uh, yesterday by Breitbart. Leftist last shot 22-year-old who stopped mall shooting was no good Samaritan. Listen to how the left is pushing at this, ladies and gentlemen. Look, okay, now, before I read this article, just, just think about the left for a second. Think about the left and the Democrats. They would have rathered a mass shooter go into a mall and hurt several people than a law-abiding citizen carrying a firearm and neutralize the one doing the mass shooting. This is this this guy right here. Only listen to what I'm about to say. Killed one person, and that was the person that was trying to kill other people. He protect people's lives, but it, he's not a good Samaritan, according to the left. Let me go ahead and pull right here. Uh, oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think they quoted, yeah, they quoted this, the article from earlier, the CBS4 Indianapolis traffic anchor. Uh, then you have Michael Bloomberg, affiliate Sean, a leader of mom, tweeted, the NRA won't tell you that defense, defensive gun use is rare. The data shows criminal carrying laws, criminal carrying laws increase gun crimes and gun homicides in the state where they, they're passed. But... Most of all, most of all, those deadly laws increase gun sales, which is the real reason they're pushing them. So, ladies and gentlemen, according to Michael Bloomberg, it's dangerous for more people to have a gun. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look, this is the second story since Uvalde that I heard of an incident. Remember, they had a, a mom, I think it was in Virginia, that was at a party. And went ahead and they had a guy drive pull out a, 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 a rifle and she shot him didn't kill nobody else except the, the guy that was trying to shoot people 
This is the second story in so many months that prove that the left's narrative on guns don't work. They don't work whatsoever. Because the only thing that stops bad guys with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And I think these stories show it right here. But the left's still going to go, like, like, like I said, not calling this man a good Samaritan. What was he then? See, the, oh, he, he broke the lock and he went in there with a no gun sound. No, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's, the left's going to pull out anything. But the, then this proves that the only way to stop violence in America is let people have firearms. But as this man did, was trained correctly. I'll be right back after this short break. How you doing everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun conservative and I want to thank brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes's dump truck service for their generous support of the Cajun conservative and brothers just searching. Hayes's dump truck service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment. Of the Cajun Conservative Show. Uh, I forgot I had the mute button on for a second. <laughs> Shows I'm human, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I got some news for everybody. If I don't know if anybody's really worried about it, but um, I think Anthony Fauci knows something that we 50% know was probably going to happen. Why do I say that? Because Anthony Fauci, according to Breitbart, planned to retire after Joe Biden's term. Now, this is this is where I'm, I'm going to come with this right here. I don't know the whole details. I, I seen the article. I thought it'd be good to start off with this in the second segment after our gun control thing. Anthony Fauci has worked under a lot of presidents, but for some odd reason, under Donald Trump and under Joe Biden, he has got radical. And look, I know it, it must be hard to go ahead and fight off a world pandemic. Uh, but Dr. Fauci has been in and out on every subject. You could, you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, you have to wear a mask. Um, you don't have to take the vaccination. Oh yeah. You have to take the vaccination. And it just, he was flip flopping through this whole pandemic. I, I honestly think someone else could have did a better job. Now, why after Biden's term? Why not now? Well, I think he wants to keep his job for two more years. And he's he, this. It's funny how he's a lot of these people. And look, there's a lot of people in the Biden administration that's quitting. You're not going to hear it from CNN, MSNBC and all these other folks because it makes the president looks bad. Don't you remember that every time somebody would leave the, the, uh, the White House um, for President Trump? It was a big argument or it was a, it was a, it was a sign that there was unrest in the, in the, um, in the Trump administration. 
And normally when people left, like Nikki Haley, when she left the U.N. position, I think it was to run for governor or something of that nature. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is in the middle of a race right now. That's why she left being the press secretary or it's, it's all kind of or Spicer or something of that nature. They left because they had political ambitions. Um, Jane Pasowski was going to be an anchor on MSNBC, supposedly. I haven't heard if she went there or... You know, I, I honestly think Jane Perry, probably uh, uh, Karen Perry, Joan, whatever her name is, the, the press secretary now probably going to have to leave. But it's kind of funny. A lot of these top administration people are leaving the White House. Just think about it. And like I said, you're not going to hear this on MSNBC. You're not going to hear this on CNN. You're not going to hear this on nothing else because it makes Biden looks bad that that people are leaving his White House. Now, Fauci, Fauci has not been in the news for a while. All of a sudden, he's popping back up right before the midterms. Uh, I think there's already another variant of uh, the virus out there. We don't know. I, like I said, I, I, I have personal beliefs on that. I'm not going to get to that part. But anyway, but Fauci's saying I'm going to leave after his term. Uh, what if Biden don't get elected in 2024? Or is that what he's seeing that the polling is so bad for Biden right now and that people don't like Biden. So he's going to say, Hey, in two years after Biden's term, I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look, if you look in this stuff, you're going to see a lot of, um, reading between the lines. And I think we should do that a little bit more because if you, you, um, I heard, I can't remember who it was, but I heard that a while back saying you, oh, it was Dan Bajino. Dan Bajino said when, uh, when he was finished his, uh, his time as a secret service agent, and I think it was Bush leaving the white house. And he just said, you saw people leaving. You saw people quitting. You, it, everything was just down. And they saying that's what's happening in the Biden administration right now. And that was a few months ago when I heard Dan Bajino say this. But we're going to see what happens. But Dr. Fauci is planning on leaving the administration pretty soon. So um, now, ladies and gentlemen, look, the left has been on their high horse about all kinds of stuff. I just talked about um, gun control for a second about this young man going into a mall. And he was he, I don't think he asked that guy to be there. But he went there and he he stopped a violent shooter from killing more people. And the left was saying, "Don't call him a good Samaritan. Don't call him don't don't call him a hero. This wasn't a hero. They just show we got to take more guns out the street. No shows that we need to have good law-abiding citizens carrying firearms. So when the crooks go into a mall, they're gonna be like, oh, I want because look here in Louisiana, I, I I I don't doubt that happens. I think our mall here is a gun-free zone." Do you really think people that have concealed weapons are going to leave their guns in their car when they go to the mall? Absolutely not. This might make people start thinking, mass shooters start thinking, oh, we might not target malls, especially in these uh, these concealed carry, uh, these constitutional carry law uh, states. We shouldn't go into a mall because nine out of ten somebody might have a gun in there. And they, they might, hey, we might be in worse shape than we did coming in. Just think about it. But as I said, the left for the last month, month and a half, since Roe v. Wade has been been passed, has went off their high horse. Because this, this, whole, this whole mess, just think about it, ladies and gentlemen. The left wants abortion. Not because the welfare of the mother and the child. 
to be honest with you, anyone that is thinking of having an abortion or anyone that has an abortion, there's no benefit to the child that's in the womb. Uh, they, they might, they, 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 they'll go ahead and they'll talk about muscular dystrophy and they might talk about other diseases that the child might come back. Look, I heard tons. Look, John Bell Edwards, John Bell. I don't agree with him almost on anything, but abortion. I do agree with him on because he's against it. He's, he's, he's one of the only pro-life Democrats out there. And they told him his child was supposed to have a disease and that he should abort it. He said, no, we're going to have our child and we're going to love it. And whatever God, how many years God gives us, we're going to cherish that. The child came out perfectly normal. So, so on that note, you can't even determine if it's going to be hurt or what. They, they might have some, some, sometimes it might be, I don't know. But the left just hates this pro-life stance. Now, why do I say that? Well, Kamala Harris was speaking Monday to a to at a convention in Atlanta the NAACP convention and the vice president now she says a lot of dumb things but they don't make the news and when she does say something stupid dumb then then they go ahead and we have to show it but this comes from town hall media on Monday vice president Kamala Harris spoke at the NAACP convention and during her remarks the vice president retained her obsession support for abortion by comparing pro-life laws to slavery as she slammed the current U.S. Supreme Court for overturning Roe v. Wade with Dobbs v. Jackson decision last month. Now, I believe this is her. We know in ACC, uh, NAACP that our country has a history of claiming ownership over bodies. Harris claimed to applaud uh, Harris claimed to applause from the audience and today extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women for making healthcare decisions for themselves. Personal decisions that is, is, is her right to make in, in the constitution with her doctor, her pastor, her priest, her rabbi, her loved ones, not her government telling her what to do. She continued. Vice President Harris is the, is not the only Democrat to compare pro-life laws to slavery. Just last week, as I highlighted, the, the, the writer of the article, Representative Jimmy Raskin, referred Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War. This is Jimmy Raskin. It was the founder of the Republican Party, President Lincoln, who said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe his government cannot endure primary half-slave, half-free. Can we endure half-free choice states and half the, uh, theoretical compelled pregnancy states. This is going to work. Is that going to work for America? He asked during one of his many pro abortion hearings, congressional Democrats have held. Excuse me. So saving the life of the unborn is compared to slavery. Now I want to, I want to go over Kamala Harris's cause she did make another statement at this conference that I want to address. But she made a, she made a claim um, that so-called uh, leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women for making healthcare decisions for themselves. Um, not one state so far. Now Louisiana has tried to push one, but I think it got shut down. But to my knowledge, I could be wrong. I don't believe one state has criminalized doctors and punished women yet. It's trying, but it's, I, these are some of the things that are getting shut down in these laws. Now, look, I'm not an advocate for abortion. I think abortion, all abortion should be legal. 
all over the country. If Congress would come out and say, listen, we we ban abortion across the board. You cannot have abortion nowhere in this country. I'll be a very happy guy. I'll be a happy Cajun. But while it's on the states to states, I don't think you should criminalize doctors and women for doing these procedures. Now, before you, before you get off, I'm, I'm against abortion. I don't think no abortion should happen in America. But I don't think a state has the right to criminalize somebody for going across state lines and doing that. Also, to my knowledge, I don't think a state has ever stopped somebody from going. Now, they have this story of this 10-year-old girl where there's a lot of holes in it. But that's my personal opinion. If you disagree, I'm sorry. But, but uh, to my knowledge, we haven't had a story of a state criminalizing a woman or criminalizing a doctor for proceeding. Now, like in Texas, their six-week ban, they have that in there. So we have to see how that works. Now, let's go according to... Uh, personal decisions that is her right to make in the constitution with her doctor, her pastor, her priest and whatnot, and not the, not her government government telling her what to do. Well, what about the C-19 vaccinations? See, ladies and gentlemen, this is the whole, this is the whole argument right here. Ladies and gentlemen, these same people that are, I'm going to quote Kamala Harris. Then we're going to move on to her next dumb statement. She says personal decisions that is, is her right to make in the constitution with her doctor, her priest and whatever. But when we were saying this, Hey, personal beliefs and uh, biblical beliefs or uh, religious beliefs, we believe we shouldn't take that vaccination, but the governments, the governors of certain states, and the president of the United States and the vice president said, no, it's the, we are the government. We know what's best for you. You got to take that vaccination shot. Wait a minute. So what's the difference? Oh, hold on. This is the difference. One's abortion and one isn't. See, ladies and gentlemen, you have a personal, the government ha don't have the right to tell you what to do with your own body as long as uh, if you're pregnant. But if you're out of the womb and you can catch C-19, ah, well, we can tell you that to save humanity, you got to take the shot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is hypocrisy at its finest. Because Kamala Harris is telling us we have a constitutional right for not the governor, for not the government to tell us what to do. But they can do if it's to a vaccination for C-19. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what, look, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-mandate. I haven't talked about vaccinations. Sheesh. I don't know how long. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. She's saying that this is that it's wrong because you can't tell a woman what to do. Now, this goes up to another question, too. What is a woman? Does, you get what I'm saying? The same thing with Josh Harley. We talked about it the other day where Josh Harley asked a woman, hey, is only women can get pregnant or is this more? And he, I know he was going with it. He was trying to say, well, if this is a whole diversity issue that the men can go ahead and talk about abortions now because they can get pregnant. And she was like, no, no. She turned to the whole transgenderism thing and whatever. But the, the I know what he was going with it right there. It, okay, if... He, she's saying women, women, women. I would like to ask the, pre the vice president of the United States, well, who's a woman? What is a woman? Is abortion only a woman's 
issue now because of transgenderism and home, if, if, according to Mrs. Ms. Bridges that Holly was talking to, Harley was talking to, then Kamala Harris is a homopho uh, it's homophobic. Because she didn't mention transgenderism or she didn't mention trans men or non-binary people in here. She only mentioned women. See what is it now? This is a ball. This is a snowball rolling down the hill, ladies and gentlemen. It's 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 anyway. Let's move on to another dumb statement she says. Um, we won't get I'll get to the the um the 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 press secretary. Uh, her response where Biden, what Biden thinks about it. I'm running short on time, but now listen to this. This is from Fox news, VP Harris. We will not let the filibuster stand in our way in protecting voting rights and abortion cases. Now on that front, I didn't put it down in my nose, but, uh, no, 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 uh, no, that was a couple of weeks ago. I'm thinking of something else with executive orders. Uh, but Biden went ahead and signed some executive orders for abortion and all that good stuff. But anyway, so, so listen to this. So. We will not let the filibuster stand in our way in protecting voting rights and abortion. Case. Now, this is the same event where uh, Kamala Harris said on Monday, President Biden will not let the filibuster stand in his way in our way on protecting abortion access and voting rights while urging voters to cast ballots in November midterm election to protect our most essential rights and freedoms. Reading this, ladies and gentlemen, this is, um, I'm going to tell you right now, all this is pointing to one thing, the end of filibuster. Cause having you noticed this at the end of Roe versus, versus Wade, the first words out of the Democrats mouth was we need to end the filibuster. Um, election laws, when it comes down to, oh, they're going to, uh, the, the Republican party is going to oppress the voting rights act. We need, we need to end the filibuster or expand the court. Um, uh, anything, let's just say it like this, anything, they, um, the climate change, the thing with, uh, I heard Bernie Sanders say this in a clip. Uh, I have it in my notes, uh, Bernie Sanders telling people go vote so we can end the filibuster so we can stop Joe Manchin. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen, president, uh, not pre Senator Bernie Sanders is trying to team up against his own, one of his own party to end the filibuster. Now, now this is also for the midterms. I understand that. Now I do honestly believe they like killing babies. I, that's just being blunt. But ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to let the filibuster stand in our way. Um, the filibuster was been there since the beginning of our constitution, if I'm not mistaken, or it was implemented shortly after. So for over 200 some years, this has worked. Now Kamala Harris is not working for Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. They want to get rid of it. You know who does this ladies and gentlemen to make it easier for them to pass laws without people getting in the way and stopping it. A dictatorship. Think about that. They call Trump a dictator, but everything Biden and Kamala Harris is trying to push through is getting stopped. That's the first words out of their mouth. We're going to stop the filibuster. We have to stop the filibuster. Why? Because we have checks and balance that the country was built on. And that's why Joe Manchin and Christian Sinema don't want to get rid of it because they're they're maybe only two Democrats that have somewhat of sense. I just said, I just like I said, hey, backwards Joe and the wicked witch of the wets. I'm, oh, that's Nancy Pelosi. I'm sorry. I'll be right back after this short break. 
Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all in one word, the Scott Ford Show, and it's on Rumble. And I also have a motivational success show on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe and ring that bell. That would mean a lot to me. Enjoy your life. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. All right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of this midweek episode of the Cajun Conservative. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot going on this week. Uh, if I showed you my notes for everything, this uh, just this midweek episode, uh, I'm going to have to see if I can implement some of the things into the next episode. Uh, by the way, we will have Phil Kennedy, Evangelist Phil Kennedy, uh, coming on. He, uh, Let me go ahead and pull up the information. They, we are working on some uh, promos doing this right here. Uh, Brother Phil Kennedy works for American Going Solo with Solo America Initiative. And uh, they, he's going to be coming here talking about that uh, this week, about solo panels and some other stuff that's going on. No, the Cajun Conservative is not going green, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but people are paying high electric bills, and they, they need some relief. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to start a promotion on... Um, on that probably Sunday, give you some uh, information on our next episode. Just be listening for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some exciting news coming up. All right. Uh, as I said, a lot of things. I'm hoping to implement some stuff in the next show. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but let, let, let's go talk about this for, exa- uh, for a minute. This is from CNN Politics, where it says bipartisan group of senators cut deal to change election laws. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. Bipartisan group of senators cut deal to change election laws. What's this about? Uh, the proposal still needs to be approved by both chambers of, and well needs 60 votes into the Senate to break any filibuster. Now, we just talked about the filibuster in the second segment. This is why they want to get rid of it. See, ladies and gentlemen, first off, I, I, I disagree with this. What I'm about to read. But think about it, okay? If they didn't have a filibuster, they would not have no talks between the two parties. Think about it. Just think about it, okay? Um, and I understand why they're coming with this. It's about the January 6th committee and all that good stuff. Uh, but if you go ahead and look, if they get rid of the filibuster, the Republicans or even the Democrats, let's use the Democrats, would not have a say-so in the government in power. They just, hey, we just need 51 votes. That's it. So uh, in a nutshell, all they would need is the 50 Democrats that are in the House. Like, let's use it for example right now. 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. Uh, the, the, the president, the, the, the Senate or what, what not the, they, 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 it's, it's, well, let's just say 50, 50. Anyway, if it's 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats and the, the, and the president or the vice president is Democrat or Republican, that could sweet that one vote would only be the vice president of the United States. Think about it. That, they, all they need is 51 votes. So it can go 50, 50. Well, half the country wanted half the country wanted who made the decision? One person, the vice president. It just don't make sense, ladies and gentlemen. But going back to that, um, uh, Senate to break a filibuster me at least ten Republicans would need to needed to support this legislation. Announcement of the plan kicks off when it is expected to uh, to be challenged. Month long process to get the deal passed into law before the end of the year. Now, this is after the after the midterm elections, the deal is 
uh, took a couple of months of negotiation, but it was led by Susan Collins and Democrat Mo Joe Manchin. And now, now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Susan Collins, Lisa Muskowski, they need to go. I'm sorry. Uh, Susan Collins got in there, I think, last time around. She barely got in. She won, but she barely got in. Lisa Mikowski, if I'm not mistaken, I saw one uh, a poll say the other day that she is losing. Now, this goes to another article that I read earlier where it says that more Democrats are supporting her than the Republican Party. That is being that's saying something right there. Now, and it goes into this, this article goes into like the vice president. They uh, they saying that is they, they can put into this law that the vice president is solely ceremonial. He cannot take out laws. He cannot, I mean, take out votes and everything like that, like Donald Trump wanted Mike Pence to do, which led me to a question. And I'm not endorsing this. I, I don't, I don't, I think the vice president in somewhat was doing what was right. He thought he was doing what was right. Um, But if they're going to make a law that is ceremonial, then they might have some legal challenges to it. I'm just, I'm just being blunt. I'm not supporting January. I, I, I can't stand what happened on January 6th. I said that was the worst thing to happen that these people ransacked the Capitol. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, there was five states supposed to be contested that day. Do it legally through the electoral college system. What happened? Well, January 6th happened. That five went down to two. And when those two were contested, no evidence or nothing was shown of fraud or anything. All you, all, both sides, all they talked about was the riot that happened earlier that day. So it, it, if, if Donald, that's what I'm saying. A lot of this January 6th committee or oh, Donald Trump had it planned this and this. If Donald Trump planned that sucker, he, I'm sorry. I, I, he was dumb. But anyway, so, so they talk about that. They talk, they talk about all kinds of stuff in there, but it's going to change a lot of things. It is a bipartisan group. So the GOP, I, do I see this going where, when I read this article, they had nine Republican senators, only meaning they needing one. They, I don't think they show lists. Um, let's see. They show a list of, I don't think they show a list of who's supporting it or who has their name on it. I, it wasn't nine out of 10 Bill Cassidy's on this list. Just saying. But anyway, so, but this is all another thing too. Why are the Republicans working on this part? Think about it. Now, Susan, Susan Collins and, and Joe Manchin, they're moderates. They, I understand that they're working together. But when I see Republicans do this and especially so close to election time, and it just proves my point. Don't, don't, don't bet that the Republicans won't mess up into something because they will. They don't have to do this, ladies and gentlemen. It's the same thing with the gun legislation. Tim, uh, uh, carnage helped push through. They didn't need to do that in election year. They did. Shot themselves in the foot. Um, and, and look, of course, this, a lot of this after primary time. So a lot of these... Di this is the bad thing about certain Republicans, okay? And now I'm going to go to my next topic because I really need to get going. A Republican will act like a Democrat. Hide it until after certain votes are counted. A primary. Let's just use for example. Um, or or, or they, they're in there for a little while. Let's just say like that. And after the primary, that's when they're going to start pushing this. Thing, and this is their thinking. Well, I'm already the, the, the candidate for the Republican Party. They're not going to let the Democrat go in there. So guess what? I'm going to get in there. 
And that's why primary voting is so important, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you should go vote in primaries. Unfortunately, Louisiana don't have them. The only time we have them is for the presidential elections, and I try to go as best as I put my voice in there. But a lot of these people, oh, well, they voted for, we got to vote for the lesser two evils, and we're stuck. We're stuck with moderates. All right, let's move on. Um, so we had AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and we had Ila Omar, and at least 15 other Democrats arrested Tuesday afternoon outside of Supreme Court. The Democrats were attending an abortion rights rally to protest the Supreme Court decision in overturning Roe v. Wade, which I don't know why they're doing it now. It's done. It's sealed. Unless there's a law that's passed and is challenged and goes back to the Supreme Court, which would take two to three years. Them, them walking up and down, crying, it won't, it won't help. The decision has been final. Uh, in several videos posted to Twitter, Democrats, New York Representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat Minnesota uh, representative Ilar Omar can be seen with their hands behind their backs being held by the police officers who appear to be escorting them away from the protests in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, this came from Alexander Ocasio-Cortez Twitter. Today, Representative AOC was arrested along with other members of Congress outside the Supreme Court for both protesting in support of abortion rights. Now, there's a whole list of uh, people that were there. Uh, I'm glad a lot of them from Minnesota, New York, California, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Texas, uh, Illinois, New York. They, they have a few uh, people. Corey Bush was, uh, I think, arrested as well. Yeah, Corey Bush uh, was also in that incident. Um, first off, like I said, I don't know why these representatives they have a lot more better stuff to do. I don't know if Congress is in recess right now, but they have a lot more better stuff to do than worried about protesting. And look, look, ladies and gentlemen, this whole thing about Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, Corey Bush, and uh, uh, Ilhan Omar, and all these people, they're protesting. They're in Congress. They can push legislation. And look, Congress did it. Congress went ahead and passed laws this week uh, clarifying... Um, same-sex marriages and interracial marriages. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on, but they're in, they already passed two abortion bills. Oh, but it ain't going to pass the tenant. That's why we need to get rid of the filibuster. See, ladies and gentlemen, it's funny how this is all going back to the filibuster. I, I wasn't planning that on, on that for the show, but look at this, ladies. Just, just look at this very carefully. Ladies and gentlemen, these, these members of Congress, have a lot more better things to do than go outside and pro look, make their voices heard. Absolutely, do it on your own time. And maybe they were off. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with that. But now, now this goes to a whole nother issue as well because they were making exhibit like they were handcuffed and walking off the walking off the the, the Capitol. They got slammed for this, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't put they, the, the the police the policemen just moved them off, off the street. Now the media is making this. They see how see Capitol police are bad. Capitol police are this. Capitol police are that. Now, what about January 6th committee? They did all oh, these, these officers spared their lives and they helped us out. They saved us from the evil mob of the Trumpsters. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen? Now, how oh, these top there arresting, arresting congressmen? How dare they do that? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I choked. Uh, but yeah, so they were arrested. And I, I don't even think, let me go see. I don't think they even were in jail. 
No, there's no, there's no indication that they went to jail. So, but anyway, let's move on. Um, as I just said, unfortunately, the House of Representatives on Tuesday voted to pass a bill that would clear, uh, codify, codify same-sex marriage. Lawmakers passed the Respect for Marriage Act 267 to 157 with 47 Republicans joining Democrats, including GOP law leader, Congresswoman Ella Stackford and Republican natural Republican congressional committee chair, Tom Emmer of uh, Minnesota. CNN report house majority leader Stoney Hall said it is a critical uh, It is critical to ensure that federal law protects those who constitutional right might be threatened by Republican controlled state legislators LGBTQ uh, Americans and those in interracial marriage deserve to have certainly that they will continue to have their rights to equal marriage recon recognized no matter where they live. The bill now moves to the Senate where, in, where at least 10 Republicans would need to join Democrats before reaching President uh, Joe Biden's desk. It would also legalize interracial marriages, even though the Supreme Court protect interracial marriage and a ruling back in 1960. Why is this bill being passed? Well, because Clarence Thomas said the other day that the the law that uh, that went ahead and said same-sex marriages um, were were legal in America was used. They used the same format as Roe v. Wade. It should be revisited. That's all he said. But the left, oh. Uh, it's going to stop gay marriages. It's going to stop this. And look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, look, I'm not for the gay lifestyle or the LGBT lifestyle, transgender lifestyle. I think it's all wrong. Now, people on the left might say, you're homophobic, bigot. No, I'm just, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That's my, that, that's, that's not my opinion. That's my belief according to the Bible. If you look back here, I got one. That's why I, that I stand on the word of God. This is one of the reasons why I believe this way. I'm going to be blunt with you. I'm not going to sit here and say not. Now, look, do I have gay friends? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not living in this little box outside the world and saying, I ain't the, I ain't going. No, I have people that are, I have people that are friends that are, I have family members that are gay. Now, do they know that I disagree with their lifestyle? Absolutely, because I do speak the kingdom. I, I speak Jesus Christ. I speak what the Lord tells me to say. And if I'm witnessing to them, I tell them, look, it's not right. According to the Bible. Now, other people have, the other conservatives have different views. Now, the, to do this, now, that the Republicans, I'm going to be, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, I understand they might think it's right and wrong. They could do whatever they want, but. Ladies and gentlemen, 47 Republicans voted for this. 47 Republicans voted for this. Don't they know that this is just a prop for them to get elected in November? Now, this is my prediction on this. I think this is going to pass the Senate. Isaac, what are you talking about? How dare you think it's going to pass? It needs 10 Republicans. Yeah, 50 Republicans voted for a gun measure that should have never been voted. And I bet you 10 of those 15 are probably going to vote for this bill because they are progressive or they're moderate. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, like I said, I, I don't want to offend people. Please don't, don't get me wrong. I just, I need to speak my piece on this. This is wrong. Now this is, this throws out the bill that was passed by Bill Clinton. Um, uh, let me see. 
Defense of Marriage Act. Now this is from it. Now th- th- this is the ironic. This is the ironic thing of this. Uh, in President Bill Clinton's bill, it defines marriage as a between a man and a woman. That's law. Listen, to, it looks to repeal the Defense the Marriage Act. That legal uh, legislation from 1996 signed into law by then President Bill Clinton, and it defined marriage as a, between a man and a woman. Now, if that's law, the Supreme Court, when they said this, that it mainly brought out that law. But ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. the Democrats are fighting their own Democratic Party, a Democratic president that they hold up as a great president, Bill Clinton. He even defined marriage as between a man. Now, Bill might think something other. Bill Clinton isn't worried. He's around secret servicemen and he can, you don't have to say nothing. But think about this, ladies and gentlemen, a Democrat president defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Now they want to go ahead and put into law that it is the same thing as between a man and a woman. A nation that has forgotten God is, 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 is going into trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, and this is what we come to like, look, even Republicans, Republicans are normally for traditional marriage, but now not to be labeled as a homophobe, a bigot, a racist, or, you know, to, to try to keep good gracing with the mainstream media. 40, like I said, 47 Republicans voted for this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm losing more and more faith in the Republican party. Every day I do this show because this is, and look, I say that I'm not, I just don't criticize Democrats. I criticize Republicans as well. Even Republicans are starting to make bad choices according to the LGBTQ community and the gay lifestyle. And look, ladies and gentlemen, all we can do is pray. Let's pray that God opens up the eyes of all these people. And a revival breaks out because that's the only thing that's going to save America is Jesus Christ and what he done at the cross. On that note, I'm going to go ahead and close it out tonight. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show. Please, again, hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button on the platform you're listening on. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is king and he's coming back and he's coming back soon. So don't be fade apart because Jesus has overcome the world. Until next time, bye-bye.